Day after day after day, we report to you on the latest local COVID numbers in recent weeks. Those cases have numbered in the hundreds every single day. But behind each one of those numbers is a name, an actual person who has tested positive for COVID-19. And one of those names is Jim Langfelder. He's the mayor of Springfield, and he is one of those COVID statistics now. He joins us live from the COVID asylum this afternoon, a.k.a. the Langfelder residence. Mayor, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Well, thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Well, you, you sound pretty chipper, all things considered. How are you uh, feeling after you have tested positive for COVID-19? Well, out of our my immediate family, I'm the least impacted. I just, you know, had runny nose, a uh, little bit of sore throat, but not much. And then um, fatigue, but I'm tired all the time, you know, you know how <laughs> that is. But uh, actually, my wife, uh, how it happened was uh, my daughter, she works at the hospital in the taking care of COVID patients last week and then didn't feel good Saturday. So she goes in and gets tested and tested positive. And then uh, my wife had a headache and sore throat. So she went in Sunday and I said, well, I might as well go in too since we're all living together and we both tested positive. So I'll go back uh, Wednesday and uh, do a retest and uh, do another one on Friday before returning into work um, at the earliest be Friday, but I'm working remotely. Well, my son, interestingly enough, he uh, tested negative, and then we were around with my granddaughter. So, um, you know, my other son and his wife went and got tested, and they both tested negative, which is good because we wear masks around the house when she's there. So, yeah. thankfully, we took that precautionary measure. Yeah, I, I've had it in my household, but I so far have remained negative, uh, exposed over the holidays, and about half the people that were exposed came down with it, half didn't. So it is pretty uh, hit and miss. Uh, and in our case, just about everybody uh, who was exposed to it was vaccinated. I know that that's your case as well. How long ago were you vaccinated and boosted against COVID? Um, I was boosted uh, probably at least three weeks ago. It was before the holidays, Christmas holidays. So um, I went over to the YMCA and got boosted. All our family were boosted. So uh, thankfully, you know, they say, oh, well, you got, you know, they, people say, well, you were infected. So the booster didn't work or the vaccination didn't work. Now, I say, and I'm not a big vaxxer. The first time I got a flu shot was in 2020, you know, and I just didn't want to take the chance. And now we're seeing it. But uh, with the vaccine, you're thankful that you didn't have it that bad. Because without it, you just don't know how bad it is. So. It's just like a, a precautionary measure that I think everybody should take and move in that direction. You know, we're, we're fortunate that technology allows us to still do a lot of the things we would do in, in the office and to be able to do it from home. Is this in any way impeding you and your official responsibilities, having to, uh, to, to ride this out at home until it's safe to emerge back into public? Um, not really, because uh, you know, I have the uh, 24-7 phone and then also the laptop. I can uh, remote in, so uh, that doesn't hinder it uh, as much as long as it's not for a pro prolonged period of time where there is a hiccup if I have signed documents. So I do have uh, someone they'll run uh, important documents by or they'll scan them in, of course, and I can print them out, sign them, and send them back if they don't need the original.
Now, uh, have you, uh, from the time you think you were exposed to this, and, and again, you said your daughter started feeling symptoms on Saturday, but could potentially have been contagious prior to that. What kind of contact did you have with other city officials, aldermen, et cetera, during a time when you might potentially have been contagious? And if you had to reach out to people to say, hey, you might want to get tested as well, because I've tested positive. Yeah, I've worn my uh, mask in all my meetings. So um, I had uh, uh, some meetings on Friday, but uh, kept distance from others. But um, so, yeah, I'm not, I haven't reached out to anybody uh, uh, with regards to that uh, as far as that goes. But that's because of the masking and the distancing. You're not aware that uh, anybody else uh, in your office, in your immediate circle down at City Hall, no, nobody else has uh, has tested positive or had any symptoms or anything? Uh, correct. Yeah, nobody else has uh, tested positive. I know Deputy Mayor got tested because uh, she was out previously and uh, also administrative assistant, but they were out already. Um, they tested negative and the others that are there um, haven't had any symptoms at all. Springfield Mayor. We recently had, actually, we had... Uh, we had um, recently fumigated the office in the area uh, when someone gets sick and we think it could be somewhat related. We have it fumigated. Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder is here with us after testing positive a couple of days ago for COVID-19. Uh, and so, Mayor, you uh, will not be attending the uh, City Council uh, Committee of the Whole meeting tonight. Uh, do you know if others are planning to Zoom in as well? We had gotten back to uh, pretty much full in-person meetings. Uh, I know that the last meeting, Alderman Hanauer participated remotely. Do you know if others are going to be uh, doing that tonight as well? Um, well, I'm not. It's a committee as a whole, so I just plan on watching it uh, through cable Comcast, you know, yeah. or uh, listening or via stream. Uh, but as far as uh, zooming in, um, yeah, I'm not aware of anybody that actually is. I think most of them will be in person, and you know, I just view it. Uh, it's better they are because uh, you can have that deeper discussion when they're in person and over the phone and or over Zoom or what have you. But um, to my knowledge, uh, I don't, I'm not aware of anybody that will be doing it via Zoom. Well, your situation is uh, yet another example of just how rampant the spread is currently in the community and how easily it can it can touch people. And we talked about this last week when you were on the air and noted in particular, uh, we've seen the, the hospitalization numbers reach alarming levels. The day after we spoke last week, uh, the hospitals came out to talk about the fact they're seeing record COVID hospitalizations and the strain that's putting on them. Uh, and you had talked about the fact that you're looking at that number closely to determine whether or not we need any more local mitigations in place. So wh where do you stand on that now? And what do you think we uh, we need to be doing here locally to try to uh, get this latest wave under control? Well, what we're uh, going to do is uh, really vocalize or, you know, the importance of masking. I think uh, call upon businesses, uh, you know, just to make sure the signage is in place, you know, uh, requiring masks to be worn, and we'll keep a close eye on it because if it does escalate to the point where uh, the hospitalizations are due to the pandemic, um, our next step beyond that would, of course, be uh, mandatory masking that have to be in action by the city council and individualized enforcement through the police. Nobody wants to go to that level, so that's why we'll impress upon everybody, you know, kind of like the uh, honor system or, you know, courtesy checks, things of that nature, reminding people they should be wearing the masks as much as possible um, when they're 
in the presence of others, and hopefully that brings the numbers down. Yeah, it's but if no- not, then you then you would have to you know take a look at the mandatory mask if that's a step. Uh, we think we need to take. It's been noted that we do still have a, a state mask mandate. Governor J.B. Pritzker uh, issued that order back in August, I believe. Uh, but this would be something that, that that local police could enforce locally uh, if the city council were to uh, were to reenact that. Is that my am I understanding that correctly? That's correct. Uh, but, you know, you have city tournament coming on uh, coming up. So we'd uh, press upon everybody when you're in those uh, you know large crowds, things of that nature, wear your mask and and move in that direction. I think we just have to use the common sense approach that we've all known, you know, wash your hands, keep your distance, wear your mask when you're in close proximity. If that's the case, then I think it will cut the infection rate. And of course, uh, get vaccinated. We have the vaccine now. Um, so that's what I'd encourage everybody to do. But if record local hospitalizations and a record average daily case count in Sangamon County isn't enough to say, yeah, it's time to reimpose a, a local mandate with local enforcement, if that's not enough to do it, what what would be enough? Well, that's what uh, we'll have to take a look at. I've uh, had preliminary discussion with public health um, on, you know, doing the checks with restaurants, things of that nature, and they weren't to that level yet. So we want to be on the same page as far as uh, enforcement goes. And I haven't compared the numbers from last week to this week to previous uh, ones. So that's a discussion we'll have to have in greater detail that hasn't taken place as of yet. Well, we're pretty much at our, our highest daily case count that we've ever been at during the pandemic here in, in Sangamon County. Uh, so, again, we'll, we'll continue to, to monitor where we go. The numbers have leveled off a little bit since last week, but, uh, uh, you know, we, we continue to see these very high hospitalization rates. And also, apparently, we're, we're starting to see a trend among mayors because apparently Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has also today tested positive for COVID-19. Had you heard that yet? I uh, someone told me that uh, earlier, but um, going back to the hospitalizations real quick, uh, the one number that I'm not sure of is those. Uh, it seems like the preponderance of them are those that haven't been vaccinated, right. and so that's what we want to dive into to a greater degree and uh, move in that direction. The other thing with regards to the city workforce is, um, you know, what we are looking at uh, or what we uh, how we're handling it. You know, we have the OSHA ruling that's not in place yet, but it could. Uh, be in place as early as uh, late February. But part of that is uh, vaccinations. And uh, what we're doing is um, if anybody is in a position like I am where I've been fully vaccinated and boosted and they had a quarantine or had uh, uh, tested positive, then that five-day quarantine period would be covered by the city. You know, uh, But if they're not boosted or received that full extent of vaccination, then they would have to use their own time. So that's one way we hopefully get people moving in the right direction. And in the same process, what we're doing is, um, you know, gathering the information we needed, how many people are vaccinated and, uh, you know, making sure we have a safe workforce as much as possible. Is that current policy or that policy on having to use sick time if you're not fully vaccinated and boosted, would that only take effect if those OSHA rules take effect? No, it's uh, we just uh, actually sent out an email today on that. Uh, previously, that cost was covered uh, under the federal COVID, um, you know, proceeds, things of that nature, I think, in, until September this year. So at that point in time, we kind of uh, lifted it. But now that we're going into this uh, potential realm with vaccinations, we thought we might as well get the process put in place right now, not making it mandatory. But if someone, you know, um, wants to make sure that they're, you know, 
uh, don't have to use their own time. One of the ways to do that, of course, is to be fully vaccinated and boosted. And then if you ever get in this situation where you tested positive or had to quarantine for the doctor's order, then uh, you wouldn't have to use your time if you receive the full booster and vaccination. Is that a change you can make unilaterally, or do you have to negotiate that with your employee unions? Um, that one is a, a one that we could do because it's not uh, – well, the corporate council could answer it better than I can. But that's uh, one that, you know, you can use your preference, but that's the um, – that's what we'd be able to put in place. All right. Are you expecting any pushback on that from, from your unions? or uh, it... um, No, not really, because, you know, it's up to each individual. You know, this is individual's preference. So it's not union, non-union. What this is is we're in the middle of a pandemic, and uh, what's uh, how can you protect yourself? And one of the ways to do it is, you know, to receive a vaccination boosted and um, you know, if you don't want to, that's your prerogative. But, uh, you know, as when it comes down to uh, time off, quarantining, sick time, things of that nature, if, uh, you know, if you've been vaccinated and boosted, then, um, you know, since you've put forward that, then you wouldn't have to. Uh, it's our prerogative to make sure that we cover those costs associated with quarantining or, you know, if you tested positive. Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder, uh, best wishes for a speedy recovery. I hope you get to uh, back to full strength and back out in public soon. In the meantime, thanks for taking the time to talk with us this afternoon. We do appreciate it. Well, thank you, Jim. Have a great day.